Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning. Jesus, our Savior, we exalt you and exalt your name above every other name and every other situation in our lives. And God, our Father, we thank you for the manner of love that you have shown unto us as we wait to hear from you. Lord, we need to hear from you. We have none other to hear from. And there is no other way than to hear from you. Therefore, Lord, your children cry, speak, Lord, for we hear and we shall be strong because of your word. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the saints shall say amen. amen. Please be seated. Beautiful. You know, the year has begun and as a church, we believe in prayer and fasting. You know, many churches have started already, but it's never too late to start. And we are not only going to fast for the, from the beginning of the or just for the beginning of the year, we are going to fast throughout the year so that we can pray. Amen. Now, I want to plead with you to make it a point to be part of it. You know, many of you are robbing yourself of that which God has paid for you when he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross. He only doesn't want to take you to heaven. He wants you to walk from victory unto victory whilst here on earth. He wants you to have dominion over the works of darkness because he has dominion over the works of darkness. Hallelujah. And many of us, we don't give ourselves to the things that bring about the blessing that has been purchased for our lives. Amen. Amen. Many of us, we get to heaven and discover many unused blessings that were earmarked for disbursement in our lives. Don't be like the Department of Social Welfare when there are so many poor people and yet the budget that was allocated or the budget that is allocated to them is often not used. Most government departments don't use the money that is allocated to them. And by the end of the year, or when the financial year is coming to a close, then they make very useless expenditures just to indicate that they have used the budget so that they don't decrease the amount that was given to them. Do you get it? Now, one of the early times, one of the departments that did not use their budget at all, or they didn't use it much, was Department of Social Welfare. Child, is this something child and social welfare? It used to be combined with health, and they had to split it. Now, I said, why on earth, and how on earth, can you explain this particular department? If you say Department of Energy did not use its allocated resources, its budget, I can understand. But how on earth in a country like this where imbalance is so wild 
that, that the department that is to attend to the imbalances will not be able to use its budget. Something is wrong with somebody. Do you get it? But as we look at what is wrong with somebody, it is also happening, or it could be happening easily in our lives. Where heaven is saying, this is the allotted power, the allotted graces, the allotted provision for your life that you are supposed to walk in. But you see, the reason why they would not use the budget that is allocated for a situation that demands so much is because somebody did not do the necessary arrangement that would need the money. Because if you have money and you don't do anything that needs money, it will sit there. The money doesn't get up to go and do things. You have to come up with ideas that demands it. Are you with me? Good. So in the same way, see, many of us, I feel spiritually, have so much allocated for our lives, and yet year after year, it goes back to treasury. <laughs> You must refuse this. You say, I refuse this in my life in Jesus' name. Yeah. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to tap into that which is reserved for my life by God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So why am I saying all these things? So that you'll be involved in the fasting. Because most of us, we eat too much. I see, when you eat a lot, your body is energized, so it's very active. So it doesn't allow you to do spiritual things. Do you get it? So you deprive it of energy so that it stays calm. Then you can engage yourself in doing spiritual things. It's not like God hears when you fast. Do you get it? It's God doesn't need you to fast to hear what you have to say. Are you with me? I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest. Fasting has to do with quietening the, the noise around and the things that distract us. Do, do you get it? When your body is full of energy, it comes up with a lot of ideas. I mean, when you are broke, you think about it. When you are very broke, you don't feel like going to the mall and like shopping and other activities that will require money, do you? The reason is not that you don't like it, but the reason is that it takes money to do it. And at that season, around the, if you are paid the 15th, around the 30th and the 2nd, there's no money. So you just, what is left is just for petrol or transport for work till the next pay. So, it, it, I mean, it doesn't allow you to deviate and go via other places. Are you with me? Good. In the same way, you see, when you deprive your physical body of its source of strength and energy, it allows your spirit to be able to engage with God. Hallelujah. I mean, how many have tried to pray and your mind is going all sorts of places? I mean, sometimes even as a man, when you are seriously trying to pray, then you can easily have an erection because you have certain thoughts. 
It's like, ah, what is this? When we are trying to do something spiritual. I mean, how can, where, where from you? You see, because maybe, do you get it? Maybe you are just eating. And the blood is flowing everywhere. Do you get it? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Well, I can give an example that relates to males because I am a male. I don't know about you females because you don't say yours. When you are preaching, you don't say anything about you. So, please, allow me. Are you with me? So, you see, sometimes I need to put this boy to sleep. by Because when you tell it to sleep and it has a lot of energy, it won't mind you. But when you deprive it of energy, it stays quiet. And then it allows my spirit to engage its maker. Hallelujah. So this is the essence of fasting. Now, if you are going to fast and you are not praying, you are wasting your energy. Or you are wasting your time. Because you keep your body silent so that your spirit can talk to God. So if your spirit is also silent and your body is silent, then it's a waste of time. Are you with me? So we are not emphasizing so much on the fasting than emphasizing on the prayer. Are you with me? So you link up the fasting with prayer in that you say to yourself, unless I have prayed for three hours, there's no food coming my way. So if it means you have to wake up early to pray, wake up and pray. Are you with me? Whatever you need to do, do and pray, talk to God. And you see, when you pray, you are also demonstrating faith. What you are saying by the effort of praying is that there is a power that is beyond you that can help you. Whose help you want and are willing to pay the price to get that help or to get his attention. Hallelujah. So please make sure you are part of this fasting and prayer. Amen. Don't say, I don't know how to fast. I don't know how to pray. You see, we were not born knowing how to fast. We all learned it. Are you with me? Yeah. We were not born. Even eating. You, you, were, born, you were not born eating. You learned how to eat. Are you with me? So don't feel like eating is your right that you were born with. In your, when you were formed in your mother's womb, you were not eating with your mouth. Your mother was supplying you what you need through her blood. Are you with me? But when you came, you learned how to eat. Initially, you were sucking the breast milk. Then gradually, you gra- graduated to learning how to chew. Isn't it? So why are you making it like it's your right? I mean, you were born with it and it can never be denied you. Some of you, your mouth must go on a break small. It's always either it's talking or it's eating. Hallelujah. As a person sitting by you, the man is giving all these explanations just for you to be able to fast. Hallelujah. And, and the book we are going to use is the book 
Victory Secrets. Do you get it? It's a book. Victory Secrets. It will help you to have prayer topics. You see, it's our year of a series of victories. Expect a series of victories. It's not one victory in a long time. It's like victory will be common in your life. Overcoming will be common in your life. Amen. Amen. So, as you read the book, it will generate for you prayer topics for you to pray about. Are you with me? It's, it's a personal prayer. It's a personal prayer for your life. So, as you read the book, because sometimes you say, Pastor, I don't know what to pray about. You know, you know you are sick, but you don't know what's wrong, isn't it? It takes a doctor to explain to you what is actually wrong. Are you with me? In the same way, you know things are not going well in your life, but you may not know exactly what is wrong. And it takes a spiritual person to explain to you or to bring up possibilities. Then you say, ah, maybe this problem I have could be due to some demon sitting on my shoulders and talking to me all the time. So whenever I need to hear something important, then they make a noise and my mind goes off. Yeah. People have had visions where demons were sitting on people's shoulders and whispering to them. Yeah, some of the ideas you get, you should start questioning where it came from. You will discover who is saying it to you. Hallelujah. So, please, unfortunately, we don't have single copies yet. We are hoping to have it by, the, by this weekend so that next Sunday we'll have it. But those who have the Makane, Macarius rather, the Macarius 60, not 40. Those who have the Macarius 60, it's, it's in it. I hear it's number 13. Do you get it? So if you don't have it, too bad. Amen. Amen. But it's still available, I'm told. And it's 1,200 rands for a set of 60 books. I mean, 20 rand per book. What else do you want? I said, what else do you want? Hallelujah. Oh, you are broke. You spent all your money for Christmas. It's up to you. Good. What was the memory verse you did for today? First John, you didn't do it. First John chapter 5, verse 4 is the memory verse. And I'm preaching from it too. It says, whosoever is born of God whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, our belief, our obedience, our doing the word of God. Are you with me? Amen. What about you that overcomes the world is your doing the word of God. Your doing, your obedience and your doing the word of God. That is what faith is. Faith is to believe that what God says 
it is the case. And if it is the case, then you obey. Are you with me? Yeah, faith is to believe that whatever God says is the case or it is true. Verse 5 of that verse also gives us who is born of God. Because it says, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And would ask a question, who is he that overcometh the world? Ah, but I thought you answered it. Whosoever is born of God. So the person he's talking about is the one that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. Are you here with me? Now, if Jesus is the son of God, and you really, really believe that Jesus is the son of God, then his words will mean everything to you. Because the son of God is the one who can tell you about God and who can give you information that you need to overcome every work of Satan. Are you here with me? Now, this morning, I want to just challenge your mind a bit because I don't have time. But I want to challenge your mind. I want to ask you a question. It says, whosoever is born of God, verse 4, overcometh the world. Can I ask you a question? What is it of the world that we have to overcome? Is it the sun that is rising early in the morning and is very hot and trying to burn us? That we have to make a plan to overcome? Is it the winter that is very cold that is trying to freeze us? That we have to make a plan to overcome? Maybe. But what is it of the world that we must overcome. Oh, it didn't, it didn't occur to you. Because it said, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. The question is that what is it of the world that we must overcome? What is it of the world? Come again. The devils of the world. So why does it say, say, whosoever is born of God overcometh the devil? If it's the devils, then the devils just say, but even Jesus said, I mean, the devils he has overcome already. So uh, the question is, yes, the devils but, but what I'm trying to bring your mind to is that what is it of the world that is so worth giving attention to, that is so worth overcoming? And you see, Jesus said in John 17 when he was praying that they are not of the world. He said they are not of the world. Dying they are. But he prayed that he will protect them from the world. From the evil that is in the world. Please look for John 17 for me. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world.
You see, them that belongs to Jesus, them that are born of God, them that believe that Jesus is the son of God, Jesus says, once that belief is there, they are not of the world. So for me, one of the first things that must be overcome is the attempt to just be like the world. Because Jesus says they are not of the world. In other words, they don't belong to the world. They are not like the world. You see, they are not of the Please, can you give us in English? Maybe it will help us. Because this, they are not of the world. We don't understand it. Do you understand it? Why oh, didn't you understand it? You didn't say it. Ah. Why must I always say things for you? He said, they do not belong to this world any more than I do. They do not belong to this world. So, you see, your first battle, your first battle is to, is to fight not to be like the world. Because Jesus says you don't belong to the world. our first battle as Christians. You see, but unfortunately, most of us, even preachers today, we preach our people to be like the world. I said, we preach our people to be like the world. Meanwhile, the Savior, the one that saved us from Satan's management and from our destined home, which is hell, is saying that these, we are not of the, we don't belong to this world. And that, what, it, what it means, therefore, there must be a difference between us who are born again, and those who are not born again. There must be a difference both physically and both spiritually. But do you know what the world is doing? The, the world generally entices us to make normal what is supposed to be abnormal for us who don't belong to them. That is why today you cannot know who a Christian is by just looking at their clothing. I mean, that's, that, that place you will not find anything. I saw a Christian mother, a mother, Whose child was wearing a jacket, a proper jacket. But you see, like in between the jacket, there's a space. Isn't it? The women, we, our own, I don't know why they are not giving us a lot of space. Since I've known, the space is the same. 
Maybe we have nothing to offer from there. Hallelujah. By what standards do you operate? I'm asking you. By what standards do you operate? Are you aware that up until now, even though you belong to God, you are operating by the standards of God's enemy? And that is Satan. Because the standards of the world is the standards of Satan. If you genuinely would get this message, many things, you see, what will happen is that you will begin to question many things in your life. Many things that looks normal, that you have accepted, you begin to question them. And you see, once anything you begin to question that does not belong to your life but has come to your life by deception, once you begin to question, it risks eviction. If you have been to a place, you have sneaked into a place that you rightfully are not supposed to be, and the security man comes and starts questioning you, you know that there's danger. Sir, are you supposed to be here? It's like it immediately strikes that, mm, what has, because there are many of us, so why is he asking me in particular? Are you supposed to be here? Is there something on me that is making him aware that I'm not supposed to be here? And then you'll be tempted to like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be here. Please, can I see your invitation card? If you ever fly and you go and sometimes you see the economy class, the people are crowded. And the business class is empty. And you're asking yourself, ah, why can't I go and sit? I mean, okay, the, the, it's not like I'm sitting in somebody's place. The people didn't, there's no people. And look, the plane is, um, is empty in front. Can't I change it and go and sit there? If you ever go and sit there, I don't know whether Somebody has informed them way ahead of. They say, Sir, uh, please, are you supposed to be here? <laughs> say, then, then you say, Oh, because you know that if you say yes, the next question will follow. So you try to, Oh, you know, the, it's, it, I mean, I thought I could just. So say, I'm sorry, you have to go back to you. <laughs> it. It's like you don't belong to this class. And in the same way, you see, there are things in your life that are hindering the works of God and the flow 
of the spirit and the provisions of God. They are parasitic things, things that are, are, are eating from your life, the glory of God. That has made their way because in time past, you operated by the standards of the world. Are you with me? In time past, you operated by the standards of the world. But now, you need to question that, ha, it is because I was operating with this standard. That's why you came here. But ideally, you don't belong here. You need to be out of here. Hallelujah. And you see, that is when you now begin to go and look for the standards of heaven. The standards of God. And I tell you, when you begin to implement the standards of God in your life here on earth, you will overcome every works of darkness. Because the standards of God are raised by the wisdom of God. Are raised by the good counsel of God. Are raised by the good knowledge of God. So when you begin to operate by the standards of heaven, you will walk from victory unto victory. Some of you will be debt free. Because the real, you see, you earn enough money. In other words, to make a decent and a smiley life. You earn enough money. It is the operation by the standards of the world that has caused you to look like you are poor. And you are always waiting for next month. Only left with petrol money or taxi fare. No, no. It is the standards by which you are operating. That is why you look to be poor. But if you were operate by the standards of heaven, you would discover that many of the things that you have forced into your life are not yet ready to come. They will come. I promise you, most of the things of this life are nothing without you. And most of them will come into your life. But most of us, because we operate by the standards of this world, we force them to come a bit too early. And their presence creates a perpetual difficulty. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? Basically, what I'm saying is that we are to overcome the world because the prophetic word spoken by God through his Holy Spirit is that anybody that is born of God in other words, anybody that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that person overcomes the world. It's prophetic. It's been said, and that is what it shall be. If God says you overcome, it means you overcome. If that's what the word says, say, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Please put it in English for us. Every child of God defeats this evil world. That, that's, that's, that's the, you see, that is, your, that is the destiny. If you want to know what God is saying about you, this is what God is saying about you. God is saying that if you are born of God, and who, whoever is born of God is the one that believes that Jesus is the son of God. If you believe it, 
The Bible says you overcome the world. You overcome the evil world. You overcome the evil world in the lives of your children. You overcome the evil world in the lives of the, the people you love. That's what the Bible says. And if the Bible says it, I believe it. I believe whatever the Bible says. So if it's not happening in my life, I just have to check my life and see why it's not happening. But not check the word of God, whether it's true or not. Because the word of God is true. Yeah. It's always true. It, it never changes. It never lies. So if I'm not overcoming this evil world, I need to check myself. And that's what we are doing. That We are checking ourselves and saying, listen, where have we gotten it wrong? One of the places we've gotten it wrong is to operate as if we belong to the world. But Jesus, our Savior, the one whose blood was shed for our freedom, says we don't belong to this world. You have to believe it. And if you don't belong to this world, you don't operate by the world standard. By what standard is your life built on? I said, by what standards is your life built on? You see, and, and what it is is that, that's, I started by telling you that the deception of the world is to make what is abnormal to you so common and so frequent that you think it's normal. And will lie to you to tell it, oh no, once you're in the world, what do you mean by you don't belong to the world? We are all here. Yeah, just be like everybody else. Be like everybody else. You see, being like everybody else is what is making you not walk in the provisions of God for your life. Because you are not like everybody else. I said you are not like everybody else. Yeah, you are not like everybody else. You see, when you are a child and you want to be like everybody else, and the majority of people don't have parental care, don't have parental support, they are on the streets doing what they want to do. When you are a child of a king and you want to be like everybody else, you risk the loss of all the provisions that is for your life. The day Israel said, give us a king, we want to be like everybody else, was the day of their defeat and their struggles. Until then, until then, their protection was the full responsibility of God. Until then, their provision was the full responsibility of God. Until then, all about them was the responsibility of God. Until they said, give us a king. Because they want to be like everybody around them. They did not accept that there may be a lot of people around you, but you are different. Accept it. I said accept it. Accept it. I said accept it that you are different. You may be in the world. You may wear two eyes. You may wear two legs and have everything that everybody else has but God says you don't belong to this world. Finish and clap. That's it. No, you see, if you, if you get this truth, the chains of victory await your life. Because that's when you start questioning almost everything that has been deceptively planted into your life. And you remove them one by one, one by one, one by one. And you say, ah, my life could be nicer like this. Why has it taken so long for me to see what is meant for my life? Let's rise to our feet. Thank you for this. Oh, I believe Lord is, God is speaking to us. I said, I believe the Lord is speaking to us. 
and we must hear. I said we must hear. You don't belong to this world. Let's go to John 17. What Jesus said. They don't belong to this world. You must believe it. Jesus says you don't belong to this world. I'm not saying it all. This is Jesus talking to God and explaining to God why you must be protected. What are the other verses before say? Before they say they don't belong to this verse 15. I'm not asking you to take them out of this world. Jesus is, is talking to God. And he said, please, I know you understand what I'm saying, but let me make it clear. That I'm not saying take them out of this world. Jesus is not saying you must be taken out of this world. No. But I'm saying keep them safe from the evil one. The reason is that they don't belong to this world any more than I do. Verse 17. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. <laughs> this is the prayer that Jesus has prayed for you. May it come to pass in your life. I said, may it come to pass in your life. That God himself will teach you his word. He will teach you the truth. And your life will not be built up on lies and deception. Away with lies and deceptions as God himself builds your life with truth and you will walk in peace. I said you will walk in peace. You will walk in gladness. You will walk in fulfillment. You will laugh and say God you have been so good to me. You have helped me and you have made my life glorious. You have shamed my enemies and you have not allowed their wishes to come to pass in my life. Lift up your voice and thank the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I don't belong. Oh, Randeria Kalavama. Yes, Jesus loves me. Mm, thank you, Holy He loves me so much that he has prayed for me to the Father that I should be made holy his truth that he teaches me his word which is truth oh the bible tells me that Jesus loves me I'm not going to look for love from anywhere else I'm not going to look for love from places that the world says there's love the bible tells me that my savior the one who died for my sins. The one who paid the ultimate price. Despising the shame. He loves me. Oh, lift up your voice and sing. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Mm. His standards are my standards. 
whatever he says is what I will walk by. Deliver me, deliver me, deliver me from the standards of this world. For I do not belong to this world, Lord. I pray your help. I pray supernatural wisdom from you. I pray supernatural strength. Oh, I pray supernatural understanding of this life and what awaits me as I operate by your standard. Whatever is in me, Lord, that is not by your standards and that is not according to the standards of heaven. Reveal it. That, I, that you may deal with it in my life. Holy Spirit, touch the lives of your people. Change our lives to conform to the standards of heaven. That we may be the true light of the world. That we may be the true salt of this world. Yes, he loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, do you believe it that Jesus loves you? Jesus loves you. He loves me. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. this morning and thank you for your word by your spirit to us oh lord as i search myself oh lord i can see that many times and in many places i have operated my life by the world standards but today lord i repent as i hear your word that i don't belong to this world so do I not operate by the world standards anymore, but by the standards of heaven, brought about by the wisdom of heaven. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I pray for everyone that is under the sound of my voice, that by your spirit, Lord, you will make this truth real to them in their spirits, and that they will discover the many frustrations and the many pains and the many tears that has come to their lives because they chose not to operate by the standards of heaven. For the world has ridiculed it. The world has made mockery of it and has deceived us out of that which will bring peace. That which will bring joy in our lives whilst in this world. But today, by your spirit, it is revealed unto us that we have to overcome the world. And we overcome the world 
as we take apart the works of the world piece by piece. This morning, we have seen that the world would want to impose onto us its standards, but we reject it in Jesus' name. We reject it in Jesus' name. And we build our lives by the standards of God, not the standards of this world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, maybe somebody invited you. Remember what the Bible said, that the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God is the one that is born of God who overcomes this world. You want to be an overcomer? You must believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and allow him to walk you through this life. Have faith in Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, I want to pray to declare that I believe in Jesus as a son of God. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, I want to pray with you. I know that some of you must make a decision for the Lord Jesus. Wherever you are, I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Let me see so that I can pray for you specifically. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Is there any hand that is lifted up? Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. And thank you for the privilege of your word. Holy Spirit, you have spoken. We say amen to your word. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on loyaltyhousesouthafrica.org.